Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Dude, I have not slept well. I mean, it's only been one night, but because of like, we just not sleeping at all that whole weekend, it's been, today's just been super exhausting. I don't know about you. I slept like a baby today, but I was off work, so. Oh, you so lucky. I forgot you <laughs> did that. Yeah. Oh, it's so lucky. But, you know, you're not the only one that's lucky, Adam, and you know why? Because we're back for the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. And boy, howdy do we have a lot to talk about today. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, Adam Lane. Say hello to everybody. What's up? Yeah, it was a great weekend. So, Dude, an absolute blast of a weekend. And we'll get to that, because that's going to be like the main, that's, just, that's the meat of this episode. But we're going to start what we always start with. And you know what that is. We all know what that is. And it's the news. All right. So the first piece of news, um, I think we'll go ahead and lead with this because, you know, the reunion is going to make up the majority of that. But the first thing we're going to first two pieces we're going to mention are some local news. Uh, this Saturday coming up is Soldier Series number five. It's our monthly event. So people. This is a great way to come out especially for the local folks. It's a great way to come out and get ready for the next event that we're getting ready to talk about. And Adam, we just mentioned the prizing for this thing and it's been a blow up. My phone will not shut up. Yeah. So, I mean, Dan posted it or sent it to me earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, can I post this? Like, is this for real? And he was like, yeah, make the flyer, send it out. And uh, I was like, all right. So, um, you know, I ate my dinner and stuff because I had to, you know, do that stuff first. Mm-hmm. And then I made, gotta eat your veggies. <laughs> I made the new flyer, um, sent it out on the page, and then sent it out to you know all the commu- the U.S. community, and then the local communities. And then I've already seen a good number of people share it out. A lot of re- people are excited over the prizing. So I'll let you go over the prizes updated really quick if you want. Dude, the the prizing is real, real legit, like super legit. All right, so yeah, so the prizing I'm talking about obviously is for the Richmond Petite Cup. And that's happening on February 23rd. Now, you got you might be asking, you know, what what kind of prizing, you know, what what's got everybody's, you know, uh, what's what's every what's got everybody in knots? What's ruffled everybody's feathers a little bit? Well, so our entry fee is thirty dollars for the petite cup. First place, the first place gets a PS4 Slim with Final Fantasy 15, a box of Opus Seven. In addition to Square's normal prizing. Let's take a moment of silence for a second. Let that sink in. Holy shit. <laughs> Adam, that prizing is insane. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. And I mean, obviously, I, I myself, I'm going to probably come out of pocket for some prizing for this. And I plan oh, yeah, to add... I do it all the time. That's I don't know it. how much I'm going to add to first place, but I'm probably going to add to some more, maybe like some top eight prizes. And definitely, I'm definitely at least getting get some prizes for us to raffle off. To like everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and also too, you know, we've we've been sitting on it since the community contest. We still have that play arts cloud that we have. So we may look to throw that into a raffle or maybe even for second prize. So point is if you come out to this thing and you perform, you're gonna you're you're gonna prize out. You're you're leaving with some swag. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. And I think the competition's gonna be fierce, so Yeah. Competition is going to be very fierce and it's gonna be a great event because you know, it, it, it's it's we we've got a tough act to follow if that makes sense. Oh yeah, it's gonna be really tough to follow that. I don't even expect to to sniff 
what just happened this weekend, to be fair. But I think we can do a good job of coming close. I agree. I agree because we'll get a lot of the same people. I already got people blowing up, talking about coming up, you know, crews getting together, renting vans, driving up. But point is, it's going to be a great time. Uh, we're going to probably get the pre-registration off the ground here soon so people can start. But start making plans now to come for that weekend because you don't want to miss out. We're, these petite cups are really turning into something more than we thought they were going to be. And it's just becoming a great way to hang out, get some really dope prizes, and play some really solid games. So be on the lookout for more information as we as we reveal it, okay? Sounds great. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Now, the other piece of news, you know, the Reunion uh, Petite Cup was this past weekend, which is why we're exhausted. And let's talk results. Let's, let's get down to brass tacks here, Adam. The top eight was absolutely fantastic. It was super diverse. And, you know, really making the cut from a 92-person tournament. This Petite Cup had Crystal Cup numbers from last. Yeah, it was it was pretty stacked, and uh, the decks were super diverse. Definitely, I mean, yeah, a lot of the usual suspects for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, I saw a fair amount of people just bringing kind of like personal brew stuff and oh, yeah. things they had been working on to try to counter the meta. And a few people were successful in doing that, so... Mm-hmm. And big shout out to Mr. Ian Valise, uh, one of the local uh, Tampa boys, um, winning with his Earth Lightning Lulu list. Uh, really, really fun to watch. Um, you know, really did well. Um, then second was uh, David DeCasi and one of the uh, one of the Orlando guys, one of Jonathan's friends that we got to meet this weekend as well, uh, playing something near and dear to my heart, a little bit of Earth Fire Warriors of Light. Yeah, I mean, both decks were uh, extremely different from what you're used to seeing. You know, if you Absolutely. haven't if you hadn't seen those decks before, they're definitely like pretty real decks. Um, and, oh yeah, and yeah, I mean, obviously these two guys tested a lot. I can personally speak for David. Like I, I as soon as we walked through the door, like we got in off the plane and went mm-hmm. to the house because he stayed with us. Um, that man tested yep. all night, all the way into the morning, and then woke up. I and, think he was even gaming games in the morning too. Yeah, so I mean, he put the time in. Uh, he was ready, and obviously it paid off. So I mean, he was able to get second. Yeah, absolutely. And then rounding out the top four, we had uh, Samsonite Prime, you know, Tampa Zone, the golden boy of Tampa, you know, playing, um, he was playing Earthwind, but not like your, not your mama's Earthwind. He yeah. was playing Earthwind with the Crystal Chronicles pack. Yep, no, no semi, uh, none of that stuff. Uh, you know, still, still Dot of Cactuar, but yeah, Yuri instead of a lot of those cards. It was pretty yeah, good. Uh, I, I watched not, a few games. Not just in the list either. Yeah, I, I watched a few of the games. It was um, pretty good. I mean, different lines of play for sure from your typical Earthwind list. Yeah, but turns out Yuri and Chalinka still do Yuri and Chalinka things. Oh, yeah, I mean, that package is nuts. So Yeah, I agree. And turns out you can still make it make it shine in Earthwind as well. So great job to him. And, of course, rounding out the top four was Virginia's own Muhammad. Muhammad Ahmad, the big dog, the, the you know, the... the the, the you know, textbook consistent. Mr. Consistent is what we're going to call that fella. Yeah, I mean, he went undefeated in Swiss. He was a top dog in Swiss. He was, yeah. He went undefeated. He actually beat the one uh, in Swiss. I want to say he beat um, he beat the, he beat Ian in Swiss. And he was one, I think uh, he was one of, I think Ian was X and two and Muhammad was one of his losses. Yeah, it, yeah, for sure. Uh, I know for sure that Muhammad did take a game off of him. And I think his other loss, I think Ian's, both of it, Ian's losses were to Windwater decks. And then rounding out the top eight was Chad Blankenship, another one of the Tampa guys that we got to meet for the first time. He was also on Windwater. 
the uh, Jim Doolittle playing what was probably my favorite deck of the weekend. And I'll let you talk about that more when we start, at, you know, when you break down the event. But he was on some five color Gilgamesh Moogles, like some really, really, like just a really sick brew. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And I'll get into that because I played him in Swiss. So absolutely. And we got to see him on stream a couple times, like re- really, really solid stuff. And then we had uh, who was that? Who was my favorite to win? Uh, Colin Rupert on Mono Water for Stoya. Still with only one cloud of darkness in the deck, by the way. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should, like, mail him some cards. <laughs> I feel like we should. Yeah, yeah I, I might actually just send him a cloud of darkness. I might bring him <laughs> one when he comes down to the Petit Cup just as a joke. <laughs> exactly. Just, just just, to be like, here you go, bud. Put this in your deck. and then. Uh, but who knows? By putting a second cloud of darkness in there, it may, like, throw his rhythm off and might hurt him more than it helps him. <laughs> maybe. Indeed. And then lastly, rounding out the top eight is another Tampa fella. That would be Mr. Alfred Clausen, uh, a name that's pretty familiar because, um, you know, I know we've we've uh, I know we've met him before. I'm pretty sure he was at ARG Charlotte. He was. I and, played him um, in Swiss at that tournament. Oh, that was the last time I'd seen him. So, OK, so, you know, I know he qualified for Nats. He won some of your um, LCQs or LQs down in Tampa. And um, yeah, like just a really strong performance from him as well. Um, you know, of course, he played against Muhammad in top eight in a very grueling uh, set. But, you know, really diverse top eight. Um, four of the top eight – actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, four of the top eight were was Tampa. Was, um, you, you mean just you had, uh, Florida in general, right? Half of the top well, eight well all of the top eight was Florida except for Colin and Muhammad. Okay. But I think those four four of those guys specifically were from, were from Tampa. Then you had Orlando. And I believe – I believe jim is from jacksonville yeah i think that's what i heard yeah and then of course colin being from gamers heaven up in pa really diverse top eight except for the three wind water lists and those those lists uh two of the three lists were pretty similar muhammad while the the core of the deck was the same he had some different numbers on his backups and things like that but uh overall a very very fun tournament to watch and then of course there was the uh the top eight all-star draft which you know we'll let you talk about that you know because you 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 participated in the whole thing you know, we're just going to, you know, that's all the news we got, unless you got anything to add there, Adam. Anything hot off the presses? I don't think so. I think that's about it. Man, we're, we're just we're just so hyped for the Richmond Petite Cup and then just the amazing weekend that we had. And that's that's kind of where we're going to segue. So, you know, we had been planning to go to this event, you know, since it was announced, like pretty much right after Nats. Um, and this thing was initially just supposed to be a um, just a get together because we hadn't seen each other. You know, we, we were kind of, you know, we were having the Nats hangover and we were so concerned and worried that we weren't going to get anything until April. James Lockwood decided to put to, put together, uh, you know, like a Cards of Evil East presents a just a, a community celebration. And we were like, oh, yeah, we'll totally go. This will be a great time. It'll be a chance to see everybody and, you know, play some cards and just, you know, just really just really enjoy each other's company. Uh, then as the competitive season started to shape up, this thing turned into a petite cup. And not just a petite cup, but the first competitive event of the season. We were already looking at a lot of people committing to this. Then the fact that it became a competitive event, you know, really kind of added to that. Just just being able to hang out with everybody again was just such an amazing time. I don't know about you, Adam. Like The flight there was fine. I mean, we were on a rocket bus. I mean, I felt like the flight was super, super short. It was, yeah. It was like only an hour and a half total. Like in the air. Yeah. An hour and a half in the air. Yeah, like we literally got on the plane. I, I ordered a beer. By the time I cracked the beer, we're like, all right, we're preparing for a descent. I was like, well, hell. All right, well, here we are. We're home. 
And then, of course, we stayed at this amazing Airbnb with, uh, you know, with some of the friends. You know, we had Sam. We had Zach. Uh, Sam's wife was there as well, Serena. Uh, we had Alejandro, the uh, Mr. Great Work himself. Tons of – I think we had 12 in total staying there. Yep. And, yep. Jonathan was there. Andy was there. Uh, David Dacasi was there. Um, we had another David there who I got to jam some games with. Um, who else? Who else was staying there? I feel like there was one more. Or maybe not. I mean, Stephen and Curtis. Oh, Stephen and Curtis, of course. I was, I was thinking outside of the VA group. Yeah, so we had, we had a full house, man. It was a really, really fun time. And um, let's see. Just that first that first day was kind of a blur because we got there about 2 o'clock. You know, Alejandro picked us up from the airport. We just really just hung out, man. It was, you know, jammed some games. I think we went and grabbed some grub after that. It was yeah. just the way we went out back. Had to stake it up. Had to stake it up for the first night. Yeah, and then we had the impromptu like title tournament. Yeah, dude, man, you mean Final Fantasy After Dark? Yeah, it was uh, it's pretty interesting. Some people were a little, uh, uh, what do we call it? A little leveled up, I guess. Oh, they they were advanced. <laughs> they were definitely yeah. advanced. Yeah. Um, everybody's level of advancement was very different. Um, I started getting real loose because you know, of course, if I'm at a dinner table with Andy Carmona, what what, what comes out? Uh, you know, the wine has to come. We we separate. You know, we celebrated several birthdays for Matt Rice. Um, yeah, I you know, think he had three in one night or three in twenty four hours. I, I'm pretty sure the count for twenty four hour that first twenty four hours was seven birthdays. And man, he this man ages in dog years. I tell you what. <laughs> but uh, also speaking of which, uh, happy birthday, Matt Rice. I'm yeah, I know it's uh, I'm a little late, but happy birthday again, and I'll make sure I tell you the same next time, which will probably be tomorrow. But yeah, just overall, that first that first night was really really great. And then, you know, the second day, well, let's talk about that, that impromptu title tournament. It was kind of fun. You know, we had people who hadn't played, and we had people who were just really excited to jam. Uh, I went X1. We didn't do, like, a, a cut. We were just like, all right, let's just keep going through the Swiss rounds, and the last two, the top two seeds will play, and whoever wins that will win. Yep. But it was a lot of fun. I went X1. I, I, it was funny because I was, I was pretty lit. I had a lot of alcohol, and I'm playing against uh, Chad. He's playing 13. And – you know, we're, we're pretty even, Steven, and I'm like, all right, all I got to do is hold both your back because they're going to get dull, so I might as well just attack with them. Like In my head, I'm lining the play, and I was like, this is fine. I won't lose this turn. First thing I do is turn both your sideways and swing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. I probably – I think as soon as I was done, I literally went outside and said, that's what alcohol does to you. But it was a good time, man. I thoroughly enjoyed it, just hanging out with everybody. And then uh, <laughs> if you want to have a good laugh, go back and watch the finals of that uh, – uh, on the because the stream is it's on our it's on our channel. It was on, on our Twitch. channel. Yeah, it should be archived yeah, at so, this point. You should be able to see it. Yeah, so go back and watch that final match where uh, we have the uh, the Gilgamesh special heard around the world. You you hear Steve dropping f bombs just echoing through the neighborhood, which I'm sure immediately diminished the property value. <laughs> and just it was just absolutely hysterical of all all the things that could have happened. Like the, the, he has one Sildra. I want to say the other Sildra was at the bottom. He had one more in the deck. He like the, the odds of him hitting a Sildra here were extremely low. And as soon as he flips it, before you even see it on the stream, you just hear just fuck at the top of his lungs and just everybody starts laughing immediately. And then when that's followed up by the uh by uh Curtis putting his thing down, flipping it and reversing it on stream. So <laughs> overall, overall it's it's quite the spectacle. So Check that out if you haven't already. It's just a good, fun time, you know, with friends just hanging out, having drinks. And then, then, so we all go to bed at some point. I know some people stay up and jam. I, you know, 
because Curtis and Steven stayed with me the night before and we all just drove to the airport early. Then the next morning we get up and we, we are treated. We are treated to the Andy Carmona pancake breakfast. Adam, what were your thoughts on that? Oh, it was really good. Yeah, I mean, eggs, bacon, yeah, everything you want out of a breakfast meal. It, and, and the fact that, you know, Chef Carmona in the kitchen cooking up a storm, whip, whipping up tasty treats for the boys before they go into battle, making sure, making sure they do it on a full belly. It was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Now, Adam, so we get to the venue. We get there early to help out, um, get everything set up. You know, it, we're trying to – figure things out while we're there. So what happens is, you know, we eventually, so we go down there and, and me and Rice were like, do we want to just do the commentary outside? And we are just like, how about, yeah, let's do it. So that was kind of a chore getting everything set up because of the glare on the laptop and the way the sun was moving and, you know, trying to find. Yeah. I mean, there was a cord. lot. Yeah. I, I was trying to help set up everything because we use my, my computer and, uh, you know, I, I bought some wires and stuff for Andy to use. And so we were trying to get it, like, set up, and we had to, like, get more pieces. Then the first extension cord we got didn't have three prongs on it, so we had to get, like, a converter. And then we thought we were good because we had the Ethernet cord, but then it turned out the port didn't work. Um, and so we're, like, running around, like, I'm running around, like, basically with my head cut off, trying to figure out, like, if we have to move it inside at this point, do we want to move it in the corner? So eventually we realized that, uh, like, we get the converter back, and I just go on the Wi-Fi, and we kind of ask people at the beginning of the tournament, just like, hey, try not to use the Wi-Fi, please, so we can, like, Make sure we're streaming. And I know the stream had a few like kind of like laggy bits and some frames were dropped, but I think overall it's fine. Yeah, like yeah, I'm I'm glad you. Yeah, you know, that was a good segue. Um, like yeah, there were some moments where we were lagging for a couple reasons. One, we're outside, which is kind of weird because there was a moment during the tournament where the venue lost internet, but somehow outside the stream kept going. It was so wild. That, that was really wild to me. Yeah, and everybody was super good. Like I said, like you said, there were a couple moments where it dropped. And you, when you go back and watch the archives, you can kind of see where that is. But the audio never stops. So, so we were able to keep people up, up, you know, up to speed on what was actually happening. Yeah. Um, and overall, a ton of compliments on the stream. Minor Rice's goal, you know, when when he, we were asked to do the commentary back when this thing was first announced, and I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna change my stripes because I know I initially got when they, when it was found out to be a petite cup, uh, Rice and Lockwood both asked me if I wanted to play instead, but I was like, Nah, man, I'm already committed to the commentary. Let's do it. And turns out we had a really excellent stream. Our goal was to have no downtime. Because that's one of the things that, like, that's one of the constant pieces of feedback from everybody in the community. And this and this is globally. And this, again, like I always like to say, this isn't a knock on anybody because you, 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 have, you have to find that happy medium. Our goal was to have as little downtime as possible. And I think during the course of this 11-hour stream, we probably had one hour of downtime. And that was during the shift to top eight, the round between top eight to top four. And then from top four to final, just because you have to get people to finish their matches and you have to, you know, both the top four matches went to time. And so we had a little bit of downtime and overall, like having that much downtime is unprecedented in this game so far. Because a lot of times with streams, you know, you'll have people, you know, a lot of times there's only one setup and as soon as the match is over, it could be five minutes, could be the full round. Then you're usually looking at about another 45 minutes of downtime. We weren't trying to have that this time. So between each round, you know, me and Rice kind of did some recaps. We uh, we started a new trend. We called it the hot seat with Chris Adams. We took every winner on stream, brought them over, and just had them talk about their match, their current match, and any matchups they had up to that. So 
if you were the last one there, you know, we got, you got to kind of recap your whole tournament leading up to where you're at and just kind of get, you know, get the players mindsets on their deck choices and some of their card choices. And people seem to really enjoy that. And just, you know, interviewing the random passerbyers, you know, having Irvin there, you know, being able to talk about, um, being able to talk about bunny stasis, which he had an awesome demo table set up for that, by the way. So, yeah, I got in a few games of bunny stasis. It was, and uh, I was helping Irvin show some people how to play like when I could in between rounds. Yeah, and that's awesome. I, I really wish I would have had a chance to play. The only my, my only regret for the weekend is I pretty much stayed outside the entire time. I felt I felt like Dino on the Flintstones. Every time I tried to go inside, I had to turn right back around and go outside because either like the next round would start or we had to do a player interview. So it was actually a lot of work. And I'm, I'm really, really glad and grateful, you know, and that, you know, just, I'm glad that I could do that for everybody. And, you know, me, and, and, you know, me and Rice were just dead that night. Like we, Rice didn't even go out to dinner with us. Like he got back to the Airbnb and just passed out for like the rest of the night. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of work to set it up too, as well. Yeah. I mean like the com you commentated for like 10, eight, 10 hours straight or something. Oh yeah. Um, That's why you know we were trying to do our podcast last night, but I had no voice. Like I, it, this would have been awful if I would have tried to do this last night. Yeah. The weather was terrible too. And my power flickered a few times. So I didn't want to like take oh, that right. risk, yeah. but yeah, I mean setting up the stream and after everything got set up, I think we ran pretty sure. I tried to check on y'all in between rounds after I was losing mm-hmm. most of the day <laughs> <laughs> just to see if y'all were well, good. Well, that, that sounds like a segue to me, Adam. Why don't you go ahead and take it away? Tell me about Tell me about the constructed portion, you know, from your eyes. Tell us about it through your special eyes. Um, so I've been testing the Rebels deck a lot, and it did perform pretty well against the top decks. The only deck that I was super worried about was, like, Mono Ice going in. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't see any Mono Ice at all. I didn't even know if I saw <laughs> anyone really on it. So, yeah, we get our pairings, you know. Um, the event went super smooth. Uh, you know, I got to hang out with people in between rounds and stuff. Not a lot of downtime. No breaks, really. Um... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was great. I think Lockwood and them ran a great event. I made sure I pulled him aside as much as I could just to tell him, like, how thankful I was that he was doing something like this because I, I feel like he should get all the credit in the world for that. That that event was amazing, and, and it definitely yeah, wouldn't yeah. have happened if it weren't for him. So, mm-hmm. And his team, too. His team that. as well. Yeah, the Cards of Evil East gang, you know, we I, – I, you know, not, not, not to cut you off there, but I really think this – the community in this region would probably not be what it is if it wasn't for him, you know, for him doing this kind of stuff, keeping, you know, really being a, a cornerstone of like the Florida scene. You know, I buy a lot, I buy a lot of stuff on his online store. Um, you know, and they're just great people. Him, his wife, Kayla. Um, I got to meet, um, I, I, I don't know if they're his brother's family or whatever, but I know we had some other people there. Uh, they all did a fantastic job helping out and you know really from the bottom of my heart thank you so much yeah it was amazing and uh, i kind of hope this becomes a regular thing honestly like i hope he oh, can dude, continue to do this yeah um, i but, agree with that but yeah so i sit down um i see my first opponent is uh jem doolittle i think that was his name mm-hmm. right and yep. uh you know uh so john tells me like that's a local and uh that he plays mm-hmm. with them i'm like okay mm-hmm. and uh so I sit down and like Irvin's in the seat, like next the game next to me, and he's playing against I believe Alejandro. Irvin starts talking up Jim and saying like he's been working on this brew with them, and I'm like, oh, sh- what am I about to play? Like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I mostly prepared for like the top decks, and I you know Rebels isn't something that's super common, so a lot of people aren't gonna know how to play against me either, really. You know, he starts dropping backups, and it looks like I mean he drops a Mog Eleven turn one, so I'm like, okay, it's it's probably some Earthwind thing, but he might have some weird stuff in it. Um, mm-hmm. so my, my turn it one turns was, out you were right about that part. 
my turn one was Sid too, so I'm like, okay, I'm great. This is great. And my turn two was uh, Zidane. So I'm like, okay, let me see his hand. When I looked at his hand, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> so like, I see a, I see a bunch of cards, and I, and I see a Dotaluma in there, right? And so I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to like look at the cards, try to figure out like what he's playing. So I'm like, okay, he's got to be playing some kind of Moogle thing. So I'm instantly thinking, okay, it's got to be like Earth, Wind, Ice. That was my guess. And uh, mm-hmm. so I take the Dotaluma out of his mm-hmm. hand. And then we, we keep playing. I'm able to pressure him. Uh, guy sticks on the board for a while. I get him to six. Like, mm-hmm. pretty fast, actually. And, you know, I'm phoenixing things as they come down. Uh, he's able to, like, stabilize and stick a Gilgamesh. He's got, like, the Crystal Chronicle Moogle out at this point. He shantotoed one of my boards. I, I, I think I had him, like, six to one or something. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, I'm staring down a board of, like, Dadaluma, Sarah, uh, Starters, Sarah, and mm-hmm. um, Gilgamesh. And I mm-hmm. cannot get over Gilgamesh. Like, he's just, like, threatening at all times to basically be, like, a 14K or something. He's mm-hmm. constantly pinging down my board. Uh, I managed to kill, like, the Dotaluma. Mm-hmm. But I, but at that point, I'm, like, on five. And then it, once I get there, I, I managed to, like, wipe his board. And mm-hmm. I, I have I played a Sin. So I have a Sin out, and he's on six. And he had no cards mm-hmm. in hand. So I'm like, okay... If he, as long as he doesn't top deck a forward, I win. And he draws mm-hmm. two cards, and he plays another Gilgamesh. And I'm like, I think I'm dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, Thanks. that was pretty much it. Uh, he wins 7-6, to six, and that was kind of a theme for me that day. Uh, I lost four games, 7-6. to six. I ended up going 3-5. and five. Um, so, so not the best day. Um, you know, I went down to kind of the lower bracket pretty early. Um, started playing against a lot of other people's kind of brew decks. I did okay against those, but I was probably about 50-50. I only really got mm-hmm. to play one pseudo meta deck, and that was Mono Water for Soya, and I lost that 7-6. to six. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, but, like, while it wasn't a great day for the Constructed tournament for me, I still had fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the games were good, and they were really grindy, and I knew going into it that uh, it was going to be a grind fest for me because the deck that I brought was grindy. Uh, the best match I probably had of the game of the day, and I lost this match as well, was against uh, David that we stayed with. Uh, he was playing Water Ice, and I mm-hmm. I knew what he was on, and I knew that was gonna be a problem for me because it was like super low to the ground. He was just gonna like play a bunch of small fours and make me discard, and I don't like discarding. But I managed to like kind of take that game the distance, and I'm in a pretty good spot. Uh, but he ends up hit, hitting the seventh point of damage before I'm able to deck him out, and it was a really close right. game. It went to time, it went to turns, but. Did, the turns didn't matter because if, if I had passed back to him, he would have decked out. Or if, like, yeah. he, if he wouldn't have won the turn, he did. He would have decked out. So right. that game was really good. And then, yeah, I mean, from I think once I lost that game, I was pretty much out of contention. Uh, but I played right. out all my rounds. I was going to say, did you, uh, did you regret your deck choice at all? Or did you feel conf- still feel confident you know, where it stands now in the meta? Uh, maybe a little bit. Um, I wouldn't recommend anyone bring it, if that makes sense. But there are definitely some improvements I could see that can make it better in the meta. Uh, mm-hmm. I also didn't get to play some of the matchups I wanted to play. I feel like it was pretty good against Earthwind, and I never got to play anybody playing Earthwind. Uh, you sound like John and Dan at that point, because I know they said they tech their they they kind of tech their Earth Water or their Wind Water deck to be good against Wind Earth, and apparently they never saw Wind Earth either. Yeah. So, um, and I I never got to play Wind Water either, and I think that matchup's pretty fifty fifty. Um, I think yeah. I'm I think I'm pretty decent against Fasoya. I just didn't see the cards that I needed. Uh, right. So, but overall, I mean, I still had a fun day, and I mean, the the latter half of the day definitely made up for the first half of the day. So, 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, because now, now tell me about the second half of this day. I heard there was a heard there was a nice massive draft event going. Yeah, I want to say it was like seventy of the people signed up for it. Uh, don't mm-hmm. quote me on that number. I'm not sure if that's, but I, I know the top eight wasn't allowed to play because top eight of constructed had to play during the draft happening. And right. so what they did was, cause it was already getting kind of late and, you know, um, cause we had a lot of people there and I was like, man, how are they going to run this? And I also did the trivia too, which was kind of fun. I know we didn't really touch on that, but it was a lot of fun, kind of cool side thing that Lockwood threw on and you got like some promos and stuff just for participating. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I remember I came in and jammed a game with because this was like between Swiss and top eight that he started or that that, that was going on. Because I remember coming in and jamming like jamming a game or two with like Eric and Dan while that was going on. Yeah, so they they basically uh, they have a sign up sheet. Everybody signs up. I want to say it was like seventy people for the draft, mm-hmm. and they split it up into it might have been more than seventy because they split us up into eight pods of mm-hmm. they tried to do eight pods of eight, but there was I think a little bit extra, so there was a couple big pods. And there was one yeah. really big pod that actually got to play Swiss. The rest of the pods oh, wow. was a one-and-done tournament. If you lost once, oh, wow. you were out. It was a just a bracket and mm-hmm. one loss, and, you know, you take your cards and you can go play somewhere else. Um, gotcha. So I sat down at my table. I only recognized mm-hmm. a few people there. I think I recognized one guy from a different tournament, and then Serena was at my table. And, you know, we're like, we're drafting our packs. Uh, the first few packs, I'm like, man, am I going to be able to make a Bono Earth deck? Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, all my cards were Earth. Like, every nice. single one. I had a play set of Yojimbos. Uh, as it goes, I start to draft uh, some Lightning cards. I get Zapped. I get Ramu. Um, mostly just a bunch of 4CP8Ks for the most part. Like, I draft just a lot of bodies that aren't super great, but they're bodies. And then I also That's had good. yeah, and then I also had some threats like Galuf and um, Heroic Emperor, the Lightning one. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, I had some decent threats. Uh, had some pretty good backups. I had the Crystal Chronicles Moogle. I had Shantoto. Oh. oh, then you're set. Um, yeah, I mean, I went in kind of wanting to draft Earth Ice if I could. I grabbed a Snow. I stole. <laughs> I just stole a Snow, uh, and I actually ended oh, up yeah, putting yeah, it in my yeah, deck because yeah. I was like, if I get to play it, you know, I get to play it because uh, mm-hmm. I had so much color fixing. Um, I had, right. I think I drafted five Kolkas, the Oof. the Earth Searcher. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty okay. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I managed to win a lot of my matches. The la- or win all my matches. The last match was extremely close. Came down to kind of the last turn, and I kind of ran him out of resources and was just able to put too many bodies on the board for him to handle. Um, and then as nice. soon as as soon as I realized I win that match, I'm like, man, I get I get to play in the All Star draft. And then I'm not even I didn't even like yeah. sink in like what that meant really. Um, because RB had actually gone over what the All-Star Draft was before the tournament started. And if you're not familiar mm-hmm. with what this is, um, typically what it is, is it's like a cube, a uh, predetermined list, usually like a bunch of one ofs from all the sets, and then you draft it, mm-hmm. right? And you make a deck. However, this one's a yep. little bit different. So normally when you play a cube, you don't get to keep the cards. But for this one, you know, mm-hmm. the stakes were you got to keep what you drafted in the cube. Every card mm-hmm. was foil. And then also they put in a bunch of, pro- like, every card that had a promo version basically had their promo version in there, and it was foil. Then 30th Anniversary Gabranth promos, the A10 Cloud, or A01 Cloud, mm-hmm. uh, there was a Laswell promo in there, um, and I want to say a few other things that were pretty rare. Oh, the, all the uh, foils from Opus 1 were Wave 1 foils. Oh, that's even better. Uh, so every card that possibly was wave one was wave one and this came from his personal collection he put the cube together from his personal collection just to kind of throw this as a a big event so it yeah. was pretty sweet 
Um, so yeah, we we sit down at the table. Uh, people are recording us drafting because you know this is kind of like a hype thing. And oh. uh, RB sitting there. I got Justin Jacoby like beside me. We cracked the first pack, and I'm just looking at this thing, and I'm just like, what the hell, man? Like, like there's just like bunches of legendaries, all foil. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out like what to draft, so I decided to start drafting like fire ice, and so I take like mm-hmm. a squall, like a legendary squall from Opus One. I take like so, like a big Bahamut. I, I get a phoenix. Uh, mm-hmm. I get some pretty decent fire cards, some pretty decent backups, and then I think the first pack from somewhere makes it around to me, and I'm looking, and there's like no fire and ice cards in it, but there's a 30th anniversary Gabrantha there, and at this time we didn't, he didn't tell us that there was eight until after we were done drafting, mm-hmm. so I'm like. There's no cards I want in here for my deck. So I was like, I'll just rare draft this. Because, you know, if I win oh, somehow, yeah, I'll just keep it. So I take it. Um, and, it, you know, because that pack's not going to hurt me either way. Because I'm not really getting anything out of the pack. And also, at that point, I was kind of drafting Earth as a third color if I had to play it. So I was like, you know, I'll just play sure. Gabranth if I have to. Uh, and then that pack kind of goes. I'm still drafting Fire Ice. Um, you know, grabbing... The, the power cards when I can, and even like some maybe cards that aren't as strong but kind of fit what I need. And then the second pack gets around to me, and I see another Gabranth. <laughs> so, oh, yikes. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this because if I lose, I'm still guaranteed to keep one of these. Oh, because there was a rule. Yeah, so actually there was a rule, I think I forgot to say this, that if you lost in top eight, your opponent got to take one of the cards from your pool and add it to theirs. They just couldn't play it, but they got to keep it. And apparently, they if they got it, they couldn't. If it's a card they got for ante, they could. That card couldn't be taken from them. Correct. Yeah, they couldn't take it. Like somebody couldn't take it again after that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. So I'm like, okay, the most that can get taken from me is one card, and even if they take my Gabranth, I still am left with another Gabranth. So mm-hmm. I'm like, that seems pretty good to me. So we're dra- out. yeah, so we're drafting again. Again, I'm still kind of focusing on fire ice, taking earth cards if I have to, unless I'm left with something else. Uh, mm-hmm. And Justin kind of like looks at me, and he's like, "I think you're mm-hmm. gonna like the next pack." That's all he says. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay." So the pack gets passed to me, and I look in there, and it's a third 30th anniversary Gabranth. <laughs> Sploosh. <laughs> so I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I think I just have to take this on principle." Uh, (laughs) so I just take it, I pass, um, you know, it goes around and and then we kind of make our decks. And, uh, by the way, the, that pod was pretty stacked. So I, I, there was only two people I didn't know. It was me, Dan, John Schreiner, uh, Hunter, uh, Sam Tool, uh, and Irving. Irving. And then two people Mm -hmm. that I I didn't know. Um, Irving just drafted like straight mono water, apparently. (laughs) Like he just drafted one, (laughs) one color deck. Um, I know the the crazy thing for me was Dan drafted a Golbez deck, and was able to get Golbez and Delita, and then did it in the first game of his draft. And I was like, Jeez. that's just nuts. Uh, Hunter ended up putting me out in the first round of top eight, uh, and then took one of my Gabrants, uh, but he didn't know what they were at the time, like until it was explained oh, to him. Dude, uh, that was <laughs> the funniest part. Well, because I walk over to your game and I see he's got Estinian and uh varuna out and i'm like this adam's probably in trouble then you like drop a ultimicia and i was like that's fine for a turn but anyway i, I then i kind of walked away to go to the bathroom and i remember coming back and you're you're doing the anti thing his reaction when you tell him about the gabrant promo yeah he, he just didn't know that it was a thing apparently he had been passing it because he's like gabrant's a bad card he didn't know that it was actually worth money so he had just been mm-hmm. passing those gabrant's 
and I and like I'm assuming other people didn't know either. I guess. Um, yeah, because I remember him saying like he's holding like a, a, a like a two CP lightning backup. He's like, well, shit. If I'd have known that, I'd have been drafting those instead of this. Yeah, but uh, actually, that backup kind of won him the game. To be honest. Uh, Fair. Turns out. Yeah, because he goes turn one that. I have to overpay for a no value like Irvin. And then he goes turn two Astinian. And I'm like, okay, uh, this is bad. I have no answer for him right now. And then uh, his follow up to Astinian. The next turn is Varuna. He attacks with Astinian twice. Varuna's now a forward. So now I'm staring down an AK with Brave and a guy that can attack twice and I can't block. Uh, yeah, and I was dead pretty fast. So the Ultimecia like, stalled me one turn and then I was dead the very next turn. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. So, and also, Hunter's a good a good limited player as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was tons of fun. Uh, I don't want to like RB for putting that on is, is amazing. I I don't know if they'll ever do it again because it's from their personal collection. So, um, yeah. I mean, but either way, it looked pretty sweet. Yeah, it was pretty hype, and that kind of made the event for me. I think like that was probably my favorite moment from the event just being able to participate in that and it was kind of one of my goals too because i'm i'm pretty heavy into limited in general and so being mm-hmm. able to do that just kind of cements the fact that i feel like i'm pretty good at limited so oh yeah for sure for sure it seems like we both have our niche i'm pretty good at title you're pretty good at limited well you know what <laughs> and we both are average at, i'm kidding well we're both good at constructed too i'd definitely say you're the better player on that one there but point is you know you, you made up for it at the end of the day yeah, I mean, it was a fun time, so. Yeah, and then when we finally left the venue, it was, you know, we're all dead to the world. Then we go uh, we go back to the Airbnb, and then we go grab some dinner. You know, a good old-fashioned dinner at midnight sounds great. Yep, it was pretty late at that point. I think uh, the venue basically kicked us out at some point. Yeah, so. yeah and then uh, I know my flight left. Like, I had to be at the airport early because I still had an early flight. I initially was supposed to work on Sunday, and... Well, the day I the day before I left that Thursday, they were like, "Well, we're supposed to get real shitty weather this weekend, so if you want, you can take PTO on Sunday." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll probably just do that, whatever." Which, in hindsight, I probably should have just done that in the first place, so I wouldn't have had to get such an early flight. But you know, I don't even go to bed that night. I don't think I I don't think I end up passing out until like five because the airport I was flying out of was like fifteen minutes away from the Airbnb. The, if, um, the, only, the only like blemish I had is uh, one of my decks disappeared from the house. I think someone picked it up by accident. My, you know, I was, it was my wind water deck in a black deck box, which turns out everybody at that house had a wind water deck in a black Final Fantasy box. This is my, uh, this is my, uh, you know, I, I need, um, I need Michelle, uh, Michelle was it, uh, Sarah McLaughlin, Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background while I, while I beg and plead for someone to return my deck to me if they have it. <laughs> yeah, can, I mean, can you, can you hopefully get it back? Yeah, will you go ahead? And, will you go ahead and put the Sarah McLaughlin music over this part so we can really hit home? I would, but I don't, I don't like using too much trademark stuff on our stuff. <laughs> touche, touche. But um, but then so I went to the airport. Um, my I get there at like six, and my flight leaves at eight because you know TSA in a big city. But turns out it only took me like five minutes to get through. But I get on my plane, and, and when we're getting ready to you know taxi out to the runway to take off. Like you can hear like the engine not turning over, and then like the lights flicker and like the power goes off on the phone on the on the, on the phone on the plane. And I was thinking, oh shit, this is it. This is how it ends. I'm, we're going to be up forty thousand feet in the air, and the power's going to go off. We're just going to fucking sink like a rock. 
and nobody I knew was on this flight. I was surrounded by strangers. I was like, I, I was, I was beyond frightened. So th- this is the year I uh, last year or 2018, I guess was the year I, I overcame my fear of flying. And then this shit happens. I was, I was a wreck the entire time on this plane. Adam. I, I, I didn't tell anybody this yet. I was legit frightened for my life. I had a funny was- story actually related to that. So like we're Ubering to the airport, me, Curtis and Steven. And this lady, uh-huh. like we told her we're flying, right? We told our Uber driver that we're flying. We're about to go on a flight. And she starts mm-hmm. telling us this story. It's like, oh, did you hear the story about this person that died on an airplane? And I'm like, lady, oh, why, man? Why are you telling us this? We're on our way to an airport. And she's like telling us how this like person got like their window broke and like their head got sucked through the window. And then people were trying to pull oh, up. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, lady, come on. <laughs> like, we're about to get on a plane. Dude, and I had a fucking window seat, too. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the way I saw it, it's like, that, you know, that thing's kind of rare. Of course, like, these anomalies are going to happen, but, yeah, it was just a funny oh, story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do we do it thousands of times a day as a, as a species. We, we get in a metal tube filled with rocket fuel, and we just we just dare something to happen. It's awful. But, thankfully, thankfully, while I'm on this flight, the ghost of Wade Boggs came down and really calmed me down and told me that it's 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 not so much about the record. It's about the journey. <laughs> rest in peace rest in peace uh wade boggs isn't dead <laughs> but yeah um overall overall it was a fantastic weekend and i can't wait to do it again. yeah i'm excited like, i wouldn't i wouldn't have traded anything to ha- I, I for that weekend like it was absolutely amazing just you know the last night you know the saturday night we're there or i guess in the morning where we're all just kind of sitting around outside by the pool just shooting the shit talking telling stories um, we shared the infamous Steven video from Kansas with everybody, um, which was kind of funny because, you know, Kurt, Kurt, we, we could we could share the audio, but we couldn't share the video. So Zach and so Steven and Zach were going to play a game of Smash Brothers initially. And if Zach won, Curtis could share the video. But then it turned into a game of Final Fantasy. Zach won, so Curtis got to share the video with everybody, which was kind of fun. So, yeah. yeah, so it was, it was a fun little cap to the evening. And then, of course, you know, John and Dan came over and we were just, you know, shooting the shit, telling stories. Like, like the, the friendships we build at these things, like, like the moments that stand out to me, man. Like sitting outside with Matt Rice. Uh, also, I forgot the probably the most important shout. And that's Colin's uh, girlfriend, Amy. Mm-hmm. she was such a huge help to us outside. Like she was kind of our go between from, you know, what's going on inside. She was all, always bringing us uh deck list. I believe on stream, you can hear me refer to her as our Chuck daily. Cause we're talking about the 92 dream team. And this, this was the first time in my life I ever asked a woman if she could be my Chuck. Yeah. She was really helpful in helping us set up too. So, yeah. And, you know, between her and then, of course, Justin Jacoby coming through with the with the with the lunch. It was just, you know, super, super huge because I I missed the pizza because I was outside. And by the time I got around to it, it was like cold and old. And I was like, well, I'm still going to eat a slice. But thankfully, old Justin Jacoby was there to to really, really hook it up for me. You know, really, really just a really great team effort. Excellent work ethic. Great work. Yeah, man. Just oh, uh, by the way, I, I was saying that all day today. So Alejandro, you've you have just you have just straight like added some new new things to my vocabulary, and I can't thank you enough. But yeah, dude. Overall, it was just a fantastic weekend, and I can't wait for the next one. Which uh, 
I'm, I know the week in before ours is the New York Petite Cup, and I'm seriously, seriously considering going because I definitely want to play in one of these before, you know, the Crystal Cup season starts. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to try to make that one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, the Richmond one is right around the corner. And it's so funny. As we started recording this cast, we had the Reunion House group chat. It has immediately been named RVA Petite Cup chat. So we're, the boys are back in town. Let's do it. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait. But, man, overall, like, just just an excellent time. And, I, again, it, it goes back to what we said last season. If you have a chance to go to these events, by all means, you know, really, really make the time to come out. Uh, it was also really cool, too. Uh, another familiar face in the groups, uh, Genesis uh, Cisneros. Mm-hmm. He was actually at this event. This was the first event he traveled to. So you can actually check him out on stream. Uh, he won his stream match, came out, and, you know, did, did, it was in the hot seat with Chris Adams. So it was really cool seeing some more faces that, you know, we interact with on Facebook coming out to these events. So, again, I say if you've never gone to an event, please, please, please take the time to at least go to one. You'll have a great time. It's such an amazing community. Everybody's welcoming. You'll get to hang out with people, meet some faces, talk to people. And also another big shout out to Max Williams for judging the event and his uh, and his buddy. I believe his name was Jason. Yeah, Jason? people were calling it or he referred to himself, I think it's Freddie Mercury. Yes, yeah, yeah, everybody was calling him Freddie Mercury because he had just the most amazingly glorious mustache. So, you know, those guys were judging, and a big shout-out to them. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, I know Max Williams was doing a bunch of little uh, videos, and they, he put them on a Google Drive, which you can find in the Facebook groups. Um, so just a bunch of little quick videos, a bunch of little snippets of him walking around. So it was just, a, just a, again, just a really fun, interactive time. And I, I really think this time the community – is off to the right foot because we really made this event interactive and really made it even if you weren't there to be a part of it like we made you feel like you were a part of it just by posting all these videos really having a fun interactive stream and a fun interactive chat which by the way we had about 40 to 50 people in there pretty much the whole time yeah i'm definitely looking to continue that with the richmond one because i'll be streaming that as well and uh yeah absolutely i got some ideas and some ways to up the production value a little bit and then while still st- keeping it kind of down to earth and interactive and stuff so yeah absolutely i know you and i will be in the booth calling the shots on that one it'll be fun and uh may- maybe maybe matt rice will show up too you never know we're, we're we're putting the we're putting the ideas in his head i mean overall man just a great time i you know can't wait to do it again um and i know next week uh, this I mean, this is all I've got. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to this week's cast. It's just a nice recovery day for us. Yeah, uh, I don't have anything else other than, yeah, we're going to definitely record another episode on Sunday, and we already got our guests lined up. So Yeah, we've got a, 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 it's just going to be a fantastic podcast. Just just know that it's a, the, the name of the episode is going to be called Great Work. Toot, 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 toot. <laughs> Yeah, man. So other than that, you know, again, as always, thanks for listening. Be on the lookout for more announcements for the Petite Cup. And you can find the archive or the, the, the yeah, the, the archive video of the stream on the Cards of Evil East Twitch channel. Um, you've got about 11 hours of footage to watch. So if you want a great tournament to watch with some fantastic commentary, some fantastic play, and just, just an overall good time, man, check that out. You won't be disappointed. But other than that, man, I'm I'm ready to go to bed. I know it's early, but I've I am exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, but I know uh you gotta lick your wounds from yesterday because uh Nikki Six did not bring the heat yesterday. He, he, I think he brought the heat, but uh it just fell short. Yeah, it happens. Drew, Drew Brees brought the heat too, but but that's another cast for another time. Uh RVA returners talk talk football. 
But uh, until next time, friends, thanks for listening as always. Y'all are the best. Yep. See you later. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes. 